the school head teachers look after the administration and management of the school. Department of Education of the Central Tibetan Administration is the apex body which has the mandate to give guidance and oversee the education of the entire Tibetan community in exile. Under the department, there are four main organizations which run 62 schools to equip school leaders with the updated knowledge and skills required to develop a clear vision and implement an effective plan for a school that prioritizes student learning. The Department of Education organized a school leadership program for principals and head teachers of schools under the management of Samboda Tibetan School Society. And I'm very pleased to have two of the school principals here with us today in our studio, uh, STS Tolanchi Principal, Mr. Namkel Yempel, and Principal of STS Kalimpong, Mrs. Tsering Tsomo. Welcome to our program. Thank you very much. Uh, so uh, we are here to discuss the management and the administration of uh, Tibetan schools in exile and with the new creative ideas and vision uh, and also to address the challenges at hand. So uh, first, uh, to give our audience a little idea about your background in the school leadership field, um, please tell us briefly about yourself and your uh, role as a school uh, principal. Hello and to all. My name is uh, Namgyal Yanfel. Currently, I'm working as the principal of SDS Dolanji. I've been working uh, in different capacities for the last 26 years. And as a school head, I've been working since 2006. 2006. So that makes me around 17 years of experience in the field of administration. So this is what I wanted to say about myself. And Hello, Tashi Dilek, everybody. Uh, I am Tsering Somo. Uh, currently, I'm a principal of STS uh, Kalingpong, but I have initially began my career as a PRT at CST Tezu. Uh, I worked there as a PRT for two years, and thereafter I was promoted after facing an interview for TGT. Uh, I was transferred to Balakopi. I worked there for two years. Then uh, for the last 29 years, I worked as a TGT English, and thereafter I got promoted to PGT. So in total, this is the 35th year of my career and my association with the, um, educating the children of Tibetan. Principal oversees all higher uh, level operations in a school, uh, meaning they create a safe learning environment and set performance goals, uh, both for students and teachers, and oversee the process uh, so that uh, those goals are obtained. So as a school principal, um, out of many responsibilities that you have in your hand, so uh, what do you think is the most important one and challenging one um, at the same time or not? Of the many responsibilities that the uh, principal has to work, the key is the instructional leadership. By instructional leadership, I mean that the principal has to see to that uh, the child gets the required education and that the teachers uh, fulfill uh, the, the academic performance. So, of course, uh, unlike other school systems, some border uh, principal has the unique responsibility of not only looking after the academics but also the day-to-day -day administration and if there is a hostel he also has to take care of the hostel and the
key role that I think the role of a principal is to lead in the academic field. So this is the uh, most important job of a principal and it is also challenging because there are a lot of uh, work that we need to uh, now look after and the uh, issue of the priority. Uh, so this is what is the most important thing that a uh, uh, principal has to look after. And also he has to be a transformational leadership uh, because the school uh, is what the principal is. If a principal is a lackluster principal, that will show on the school culture. So he has to not only lead by example, but also be the transformational uh, agent that not only uh, takes along the teachers, but also the students and the general parents also. So basically CEO of uh, the school, right? You, you can say that. You can say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost yeah. like that. Okay. And what about you, ma'am? Uh, I agree with what Nangela has stated, mm. but uh, I have a different perspective. Yes, of course, whatever he has spoken is truly agreed upon. But I think the most challenging and the most important, uh, apart from what Nangela has spoken, is uh, to create uh, an environment uh, which is very conducive to learning. Uh, rather, you can say a positive environment for the learning. So to create that environment is one of the most challenging thing. And as we all know, that to start with something new is easy, but to retain that and continue with that is very challenging. So this is what I feel. Yeah. And uh, Madam La, so talking about the challenges, uh, the problems or the challenge, we call it, uh, that we see right now in uh, Tibetan school across India at the moment is uh, where there's a stark uh, fall or a decrease in number of children or students in schools, right? So uh, how much do you um, or can you relate to this situation in your school and uh, how, do we, how do we handle it? Okay. Yes, the dropping down of the strength in Tibetan school is a very serious issue and I think it has many factors. But uh, I should say fortunately in the case of my school, that is Samboda Tibetan school, Kalingpong, compared to the last uh, year's strength, this year the number of children has increased. Uh, last year we have a total enrollment of uh, strength of nearly 377 students and this year the number has increased to 428. So I see there is uh, some positivity and I think uh, if we create a culture in the school and if we give a positive message to the local community because in Kalingpong we have many Tibetan uh, uh, sending their children to the convent and the public school where English is taught from the beginning but then if we convey the message to them that if you send your children to the Tibetan school, like uh, Sambota school, and uh, the success rate, if you look at the alumni who pass out uh, from Tibetan school, from, you know, in the erstwhile CST, they are doing very good in their life. In my case, I have educated both of my children in this CST school, so they are doing very well. So if I pass on this exemplary message to the community, I think maybe that is one reason why many Tibetan community of Kalimpong now wanted to send their children to our school.
So I'm hoping that this year the number of enrollment will be increased. Thank you. All right, so <clears throat> what ma'am said is quite commendable. Uh, however, uh, the reality is that the, the trend of the uh, degrees of number of students is uh, quite obvious across the school system. And uh, I look at it in, uh, in a different way. By that I mean that there are certain problems that we have a say to it, and there are certain things that we don't have any say. And I don't see the trend changing. By that I mean that the number of students will continue to decrease because of the migration that is taking place and also because of the birth uh, rate that is there in our society. So the trend uh, of the students decreasing, particularly Tibetan students decreasing, will continue and I don't see that changing in the near future. Having said that, it, is also, uh, it, it will also give us an opportunity uh, to you know, give individualized uh, concentration or attention to the uh, students. Uh, when the number of students are more in the class, then individual attention and the quality may suffer. But uh, because of the decreased number of students, the individual attention to the students uh, will be benefited. So this is uh, the positive side. And the reality is the number of students will continue to decrease. This is what is my assumption. Oh, okay, and um, talking about the uh, workshop, uh, which is why uh, you are here in Dharamshala at this moment. So uh, the workshop it's a, itself is a, a continuation of the previous uh, modules, which was um, led by the Mahatatwa, right? Yes. The, uh, the education adversary organization based in Delhi Gurugram. So, uh, so you both have completed the two days, uh, the, the first, the second half of the module here in Dharamshala and the second day today. So uh, can you tell us about the, what's the uh, takeaway, major takeaway that you have uh, learned uh, from them over the, uh, over the few months? Yeah, there were actually in total, there are eight modules out of which seven are now covered. Four of them was done through online. Uh, for me personally, uh, the, the takeaway is uh, to know about how to foster collaboration, professional development, and team building. Because just as people say that uh, you know, raising a child, it takes a village to raise a child. So we need to have uh, the support of all the stakeholders. By that I mean not only just the school administration, teacher, also the students and the parents. Particularly in the case of Tibetans, the participation of the parents is something that uh, can be much better than what it is right now. So uh, through this particular workshop, we, uh, I learned how we can collaborate uh, not only with other schools, but also how can we uh, you know, engage all, those, all the stakeholders, particularly how can we get in touch with the parents through the use of technology because people of, often say uh, my child is a priority for me but then they don't have the time. Mm. So in that particular scenario how can the technology help us to get in touch with the parents? So this is uh, what is the major takeaway uh, for me. And uh, also I saw uh, from the schedule uh, when you talked about the technology there's a mention of AI. Mm. Uh, how does uh, Tibetan school uh, include that? Right. Uh, 
the Department of Education has been uh, very kind to all the Tibetan schools to provide us the required uh, ICT. And uh, um, almost all the schools have their required tablets and the laptops. And AI is the future. So since we are preparing students for the 21st century, so there is no option but to adopt uh, the new technologies. So today, the last session was about AI. How can we use AI to make our job easier? Having said that, AI is an artificial inter intelligence that requires our intelligence at the same time. It's not just that AI will replace us. It can be a, a very good tool to uh, make school running as well as teaching learning uh, process much more convenient and easier. So this is what uh, uh, is being taught. Uh, they have introduced us a few uh, websites like the Google Bard uh, that we can use to make our job easier. Okay, thank you. And what about you, Madam? So through the Tibet TV, I would also like to extend my thanks to the DOE uh, CTA for providing uh, our school also with the ICT provisions. Last year, we have received a number of uh, nearly 67 laptops and uh, 15 tablets from DOE, apart from the projector and the smart board also. So well, when we talk about this, uh, you know, the takeaway from our course, it's not easy to mention just one takeaway. But then I think uh, what I have uh, learned and emphasized, going to emphasize is the inclusion of diversity in the learning in the school environment uh, where we have to sensitize that ev everyone is different but all are respected where every student should feel that uh, he or she is taken care of he or she uh, her or her his or her opinion is respected and so that nobody should feel aloof that they are also included so i think this is the major takeaway uh, apart from the use of AI. Mm. Okay, and uh, one of the other thing from uh, this workshop, I believe the uh, the, uh, the Mahatatwa, the organizations, they offer like cutting new ideas uh, for school curriculum, which will help the school curriculum, and also new vision for the school ideas, right, uh, for the leaders. So uh, the curriculum they map are usually, th they are based on the NCERT and also uh, in line with the national um, education policy of the, of the of this country of India right and also uh, looking at our community uh, we have a, a policy in place as well right uh, Tibetan um, basic education policy and also uh, with the guidance and with the uh, grace of his holiness we have a C learning uh, which is um, ever more uh, becoming more popular and many people and many many countries uh, they are uh, taking part in it. So uh, how do you think these uh, basic new ideas and policies, how do you uh, incorporate that uh, with, uh, in your school? Yeah, yeah actually, uh, with regards to the education policy, uh, the basic education policy for Tibetan in exile, which was uh, started implementing from 2005, is uh, a pioneering work. And we all should be very proud of the fact that uh, we could uh, now initiate this sort of policy way before the the Indian government envisioned it. So the NEP 2020 
uh, and the BEP for Tibetans in exile. Uh, there are lots of similarities, particularly the focus on regional language or the mother tongue. That is something that is uh, that was laid very uh, that was made very important in BEP. Is also stressed in the uh, NDP 2020. Now, one common strand that I found uh, with regards to NEP 2020, then BEP and C learning is the focus on empathy and compassion and understanding. Uh, C learning also focuses on the awareness of one's own emotion, controlling one's emotion. Uh, and also, uh, it, uh, the, just as in BEP, we talk about uh, the uh, altruism. So these are all the common strengths. So in a way, the uh, uh, national education policy also stresses on respecting diversity, uh, I'd say common understanding, and uh, uh, the focus on regional language or the mother tongue. Uh, so this, this is the common strength that I found. Yeah. I agree with what Namgyela has spoken, uh, that uh, we have a basic education policy uh, by the Tibetan government in exile and uh, you know it has been envisioned much earlier than the NAP as Gela has already stated. Uh, but then sea learning is something new to our school because when we were a CST two years ago we don't know about sea learning but after taking over from the CST um, and when we are now promoting this sea learning curriculum in our school. So I think uh, this sense of gratitude, creating, promoting a sense of gratitude among the students, empathy, understanding, respect to others. This we can easily promote through the activity of the, uh, within the framework of sea learning, which we have been doing very successfully for the last one and a half years. And talking about the um, CTSA, uh, for your school, Kalimpong Tibetan School, uh, uh, the formerly um, was actually uh, with the uh, CTSA school, right? And right now, recently came under the uh, Sambora Tibetan uh, School Society, I think in 2021. Uh, 20, and also for again, like your uh, school, Dolanji, uh, 2018, I right, guess. Right. So, can you share your experience? Um, how was it like, and what are the changes or uh, development that you have seen in your school? Uh, in my case, in, I was in CST Kalingpong for the last many, many years till I was transferred to Missouri in 2019. From 1997 to 2019, I was in Kalingpong. So during that time, we were under the CTSA government. The school sustains, I can proudly say, uh, with the help of but Indian government, no doubt, financed by the government of India. We are very much in gratitude to the government of India for that. But the school sustains with the hold and the hard work of Tibetan teachers. Only few of us are alive and uh, still continuing with it. Yes, now we are totally under the different uh, setup. Now it is run by our own government, uh, SDSS. Uh, in terms of the curriculum, is mostly same, but uh, now the number of Tibetan staffs in our school is much more than when we were in CST. 
because when we were in CST, there were only 16 Tibetan teachers, not only teachers, including all the staff, warden, matron, and uh, the non-teaching also. But now we are nearly 33 Tibetan staffs there. So I hope, and I really hoping positively that the school will progress because these young Tibetan staff will definitely uh, exhibit their best in maintaining the cultural background of our rich heritage of our Tibetan. So I am hoping for the best. <laughs> right, uh, for me, uh, unlike uh, Madam, I have been working in Saboda. Uh, and uh, I, I was transferred to Dolonji only in March of uh, 2021. But then the school was taken over in the year 2018. So it has been almost like over five years. And what I get to know from the settlement people and also from the students is that they see a change in the way uh, they are taken care of. Uh, but having said that, I don't mean to say that the Indian teachers didn't take care of them. But then uh, the children do feel a difference uh, because of the change in administration and it's also shown in the results also. So collectively, when you take into consideration the uh, uh, nurturing of the young minds and also the ease of uh, conversation between uh, the teacher and the taught, that is the you know, uh, stark change, cultural change that we can see in, the, uh, in, in our school. Uh, most of the school that I have gone to, uh, since I also worked as a director, of Samboda for three years. So I have visited all the Tibetan schools under Samboda. And uh, over a period of time, uh, one of the uh, starking change that I can see is the way uh, the relationship between the teacher and the taught has changed. Because I grew up under the CTSA school. I studied in uh, CST Biolocopy till class 12. And the relationship between the teacher and the taught is that of fear. But right now, fear is not there. By that, I don't mean that uh, they don't kind of children don't care. There is love, and children feel uh, very easy to approach if they have any issues. So holistically, when you go to a school, uh, we understand the culture and the environment through what we see, what we hear, and what we feel. And at the moment, there is positivity all around. So this is the change that I can uh, think of. Also, uh, the change that I can think of right now, uh, you're moving to uh, south, right? Right. Uh, uh, you're leaving Dolanji School and then you're, uh, Mon I think it's yeah, the new principal. So uh, what do you look forward to that? Yeah, I've been, I got the transfer order almost like uh, 45 days ago. And since then, uh, I'm kind of in two schools at the same time. Uh, one school I'm leaving after having worked for almost two and uh, nine, two years and nine months. And one school, it's a new assignment for me, a new challenge, because the school that I'm going to is much bigger in terms of the number of students and also in terms of the streams. Because in Dolanji we have only humanities, whereas in Mungod we have humanities, we have commerce, we have science, we have vocational. So it's a new challenge for me, but I look forward uh, to bring in positive change. I have... Uh, certain ideas that I would like to implement and hopefully uh, 
uh, in the next three, four, five years, uh, you will definitely hear something positive from down south. Thank you. Okay. And uh, before signing off with this conversation, um, I'd like to ask, as the head of the school, how do you manage, uh, make sure uh, the students uh, to have the basic foundation skills and, uh, and to prepare them for the real life outside the school? I think uh, normally what we do theoretically in the school is somewhere different from the real life situation. But uh, being a student and being an educator of the 21st century, I think it's very important to uh, inculcate uh, the life skills, you know, the, the skills that is needed for the 21st century to survive in this modern world. So out of the many skills, the skill that is coming in my mind at the right moment is the communication skill. Our children do have good conversation, good communication skill, but then uh, they have a fear in their mind that if they speak English, if they speak, in our case in the Kalingpong, we have a problem, children have a problem because most of them are Himalayan background, so they have a problem of speaking Tibetan. But once, and uh, of course English also, but once they get out of the school, they can speak they can understand. So developing our communication is very important. Other than that, if we uh, give them a hand-on project, you know, the real-life problem-solving situation, if we just give a creator situation, if we give them a problem to solve it themselves, if we let them be free and solve it, I think then, then they will be able to learn the critical thinking, problem-solving skills. So these are the basic skills the children needed. And then in our school, recently we have, uh, this year only, uh, with the initiative from my one of my young teacher, Gekama Thakpala, and uh, another is Kemi Matundula, they have uh, initiated two clubs. One is Eco Club, and uh, where children has voluntarily came up uh, to participate in that club and these two clubs, the Compassion Club and the Eco Club, they're doing a wonderful job and we have received a lot of appreciation from the community also because these two clubs are keeping the school neat and clean. It's a life skill. They know how to take responsibility and they also have the skill of empathy and, you know, shouldering the responsibility, giving back to the community. So these two clubs Every Sunday, they just go out of the school and do a community service. So I think these types of skills is very important. It's a hand-on project skills. Thank you. Thank you. So All right. Yeah, I just would like to add a few things what Ma'am has said. Um, to be to survive in the real world, uh, I feel uh, the emotional management is again very very important, and that comes from self-awareness. And that through the C learning activities, we are able to inculcate them to be self-aware uh, of their own emotions and how to manage their emotions and the skill of resiliency. All right? uh, of course, uh, in life, we'll always face problems. It's not how, uh, it's, it's basically about how we deal with those problems. And you need to have a resilient attitude and also the skill of adaptability. 
Uh, I, uh, when I think of adaptability, I, I remember what uh, Alvin Toffler has famously said, said that the illiterates of the future will not be those who can't read or write. It will be those who can't learn, unlearn and relearn. So this is something that we need to, uh, we, we uh, now consciously focus uh, on our students to make them you know, adapt to new situations, to learn new things. And then due to the changing times and uh, the, the environment, the unlearn what you have learned, that has become obsolete. And again, have the skill to relearn things. So this is how we can you know, face the new challenges and the new, new world that we live in. Do you have any more important thing that's uh, left that you want to add on? Yeah, I would like uh, all the Tibetans uh, to be proud of who we are and uh, uh, consciously work on uh, preserving and promoting our language and culture. So this is something uh, which is the responsibility of every Tibetan, uh, uh, whether you are in India or outside of India, uh, of course, there will be a lot of challenges, but if we lose our identity and, and, and our language, then we are no one, so mm. okay, sir. we need to work on it. Yeah, yeah sure, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I also think the same way that we should be proud of our identity because we have a leader which no one has in this world. To someone we can just rely upon, and then we should be proud of our identity. This is what I wanted to say. Thank you so much. Okay, so uh, these are my questions for today, uh, sir and madam. Uh, it was uh, wonderful having you uh, two here today in our studio and talk to us about a very important topic and a very insightful discussion that we just had about education and about a lot of other things uh, with the uh, your experience at the workshop and what uh, you can now I think you're uh, ready with new ideas, new vision to go back to your school and uh, implement them uh, to your uh, students and uh, teachers, colleagues. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. With this we have come to the end of today's program of In Conversation with Tibet TV. Thank you so much for watching.